hi, I'm Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you during the beginning of spring in Orlando, Florida, which pretty much means summer everywhere else. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and a guy that helps consultants go from six figures to seven figure rock stars at upmyinfluence.com. If you know someone who sells to business owners, B2B, send them my way. I can help them. Now, I love what I do, and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. So in order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly on today's show, I'm going to be covering debunked grocery shopping myths. I'm going to be doing some myth busting on this episode. I'm going to be talking about clean and green home cooked meals, and how you can make this a reality more often. Uh, and then finally, we're going to talk about how you can save some huge money by building your own home. I know it sounds scary. Stay with me. I've got all that and more. Let's get going. Now, most of us conduct our daily activities without giving them much thought, right? We're on just autopilot on a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to the hidden details. We don't often stop and think about whether or not there's a better or cheaper way to do things. That's why you got me in your life. Now, especially when it comes to stuff like grocery shopping. Well, in the spirit of savings, being your savings angel, uh, here are a few grocery shopping myths we've debunked for you to help you better optimize your shopping trips. Number one, think pound for pound. A common shopping myth is that you spend a lot when you buy items priced by the pound, say like in the produce aisle. Now, buying a family box of cereal, which can cost you around $5 or more for brand name stuff, is way more expensive than say purchasing bananas at 59 cents per pound. You could buy nine pounds of bananas for about the same price as that box of cereal. Now, not only can you eat healthier if you're buying more produce, which is often priced by the pound, you'll also be saving money. You'll get a better bang for your buck. So be open-minded to buying more produce and food by the pound. It's, it's again, we think of produce as being expensive, but it's actually quite voluminous what you get. And again, it's healthy for you. That's how I was able to lose 60 pounds by just eating a lot of healthy whole foods, primarily from the produce section. Now, this next one is that shopping at more than one store is expensive. Yeah, at face value, shopping at more than one store in your gro- for your groceries, it seems time-consuming. And you're going to burn all that gas and stuff because you have to go to multiple stores. However, an easy fix for this is following a list that you don't deviate from and you want to cherry-pick the deals at each store. Now, hopefully the stores you shop at aren't far from one another, If they're close in proximity, you stick to your list and you shop only for what you need or what you've pre-planned or what I like to do is shop and cherry pick the absolute best deals at each store and then move on, 
right? It's like going into a casino uh, that specializes in extracting money from gamblers. Uh, but man, they've got a great, you know, $5.99 prime rib dinner with the works, right? So obviously, again, some people make out by, you know, getting the great deal on the meal. Listen, I'm not going to get into a whole conversation about gambling, but I'm just saying that's where they make the money. They don't make it at the prime rib bar. Now, if they're close, you know, getting back to uh, the stores here, again, close proximity, stick to your list, shop for what you want. It's pre-planned. I don't want you wandering aimlessly for what you need. Okay. I don't want you buying all this extra stuff because you're like, ooh, mm, ah, that looks delicious. And it's full price, right? Pay attention to mama savings angels. My mom, right? It's like, if it wasn't on sale, she did not buy it. We waited. We waited until it went on sale or she, we waited until she had a coupon for it or something like that. We got a discount. That's when we got that particular item. And, and when you get those great deals, of course, you know, again, uh, you're going to stock up on that. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment, right? I want you speeding through the shopping process. You know, it's proven that every minute you spend in the grocery store, you will spend a lot more money, right? Now, you can save a ton of money if you could just go in, get your stuff, get out, okay? you'll, You'll also save both time and money by shopping at multiple stores if you plan ahead, go in, get the great deals, get out. That's and let everybody else, all the other quote unquote suckers pay full price for everything. Not you and I. All right. Next question. Is organic better? Now at a cursory glance, shopping for only organic produce seems like the healthiest option. However, this isn't always the case. Yes, organic produce lacks some of the pesticides and the regular produce might contain, but for some of the items, this is a non-issue. According to the Environmental Working Group, fruits and veggies with rinds, think oranges, avocados, bananas, cantaloupe, I mean, I could go on and on, they just won't contain contaminated edible fruit, again, according to the Environmental Working Group. If you wash them off, as you should with all produce, you're perfectly safe. And again, with that thick rind or peel, it's just not getting into the part you're going to eat. This is not me. This is the Environmental Working Group. If you disagree with that, you go take it up with them. I want you to Google these two terms, Dirty Dozen and Clean 15. And then and you'll find that uh, with the Environmental Working Group, and you're going to learn a lot about this. Again, um, I want to help you. If you're going to be investing money, I want you to invest where you are going to get the biggest bang for your buck, not in the marginal improvements, right? So again, if you have to prioritize where you want to invest in organic produce, definitely do it in stuff with like lettuce and apples and some of the other ones that appear on the uh, Dirty Dozen. Now, pay close attention to price differences between organic and regular produce and choose carefully when you shop for those items. Finally, is buying in bulk always a deal? Well, it depends. For some items, shopping in bulk is a great idea. Maybe if you get 
truly get some sort of a wholesale per unit price. Like you've, you've figured out the math and you're like, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Okay. Thinks, think of things like toiletries, toilet paper, soap, okay, those can be great in bulk items. And I'm not saying always, right? Cause you still have to compare per unit pricing. However, other bulk purchases might be unwise. Okay. If you buy perishable items in bulk, will you be able to finish it before it expires and or needs to be tossed? If you're buying sugary processed items in bulk, you're setting yourself up for an extended period of eating those items. If you decide to diet or change your eating lifestyle, you don't want to waste those items. So maybe not buy those ones. You might find yourself on the hook to finish those items, which postpones or completely cancels out any decisions to eat better. Buy in bulk conscientiously and be mindful of what you're stocking up on. And again, you and I, we're not going to be fooled by marketing, right? Because we're going to do simple math on the things that we buy. Just because you're going into a store that looks like a warehouse and you're like, whoa, we are getting wholesale prices. No, you're not. Maybe on some of the items, a few of the items you might be, but we've done extensive research on warehouse club pricing, and by and large, it almost never beats those BOGO deals or those 50% off deals that you can find at regular high-low grocery stores. Same thing for Walmart or Aldi. Great stores, right? You can get great deals, particularly on the staples, all right, but it, again, you generally are not going to do as well as a store that if they say, hey, we are having a 50% off or BOGO deal and it's, you know, it's on the front page of the ad or they're promoting, it's right in front of the store. Generally, those are your loss leaders and nobody's going to be able to come close to those kind of prices, particularly if you're also stacking coupons or other savings on top of that. All right. So there you go. Listen, you want to learn a lot more about this. You just simply go to savingsangel.com. Use our search feature. We have 12 years of researched saving advice. It's all free. There's no membership needed anymore. It's all free. It's all available to you. It's my gift to you. I am your resident savings angel for life. And do me a favor, please. You might be doing all right financially. Like you don't have any money stressor right now or whatever, but you know what? You and I both have friends that that are. I want to help that person. Would you do me a favor? Uh, this podcast, if you could take a screenshot with your phone right now or you know, click that little share button and and please share this episode with a friend. I, I really would love to be of service to them. You and I together can do some great work uh, by spreading the good word about, you know, being a little bit more conscientious and thoughtful about the things that we're buying. I want to help them save money so they don't have to be quite so stressed about the financial stuff in their life. And, uh, you know, that, my friends... <laughs> You know, if we can not only just take care of ourselves, we can help other people. This is truly a part of living abundantly. Now, let's move on to something here that uh, I'm equally passionate about. And again, that's saving money on good, wholesome food, right? Sometimes that seems contra like a contradiction, right? Well, not with HelloFresh. I'm a big fan of meal delivery and HelloFresh because it is, and I'll be going to talk about this, it can be a really, really great deal. It's it's America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh is. It brings you wholesome, healthy, 
pre-measured ingredients so you're not going to have the waste, right? And we talked about that. You can make fast home-cooked meals. HelloFresh cuts out your grocery trips. It prevents you from overbuying on ingredients. It means it's going to help you cut back on the spending and uh, the way that HelloFresh does it, it's environmentally conscious. They offer an impressive variety of 23 recipes each week featuring all sorts of flavor palettes, ingredient combinations, cuisines, diets, and more. You don't have to spend hours trying to plan meals for the week. You don't have to spend or buy more than you need, and you can actually enjoy cooking again. It's like having your own sous chef. Isn't that cool? Now, my family and I recently tried the Carb Smart Meal Orchard Chicken Salad. Now, this recipe was super easy to throw together, and it was good. It was great. It was like the stuff you'd get from a good restaurant. Super fresh, flavorful, and, uh, you know, we we try to kind of limit the carbs and sugar and that sort of stuff. HelloFresh caters to a variety of diets and lifestyles. You know, the example I just gave, it's a prime example of one of their low-carb friendly meals. Once again, we walked away from dinner with zero leftovers and we didn't overbuy ingredients. We didn't waste food. Every ingredient was healthy, clean, and yes, fresh. Now, if you want more, join me, right? I, I, like I said, I, I'm a big fan, right? You go to, uh, this is the best deal that we could find. You go to HelloFresh.com slash SavingsAngel10 at savingsangel ten. Again, you have to go to HelloFresh.com slash SavingsAngel10 and use the code SavingsAngel10. Okay, a little tricky, but if you get that, you get 10 free meals, including free shipping. This is a major, major hookup by SavingsAngel, friend. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. You could join, jump on our Facebook group. Let me know what you got. Take a picture, send it to me. I'd love to see. I'm a fan, right? I promise you're going to love it just as much as my family and I did. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash SavingsAngel10. Use the code SavingsAngel10 for 10 free meals and you get free shipping. Thanks to our friends at HelloFresh for sponsoring this segment. All right, Keith Kelch, thanks so much for joining us. All right, so I want to talk about something uh, that I think some people have toyed with the idea. They've thought about it uh, because maybe they've been through a home transaction. Maybe they've been through a building process themselves and they looked at the sticker price and it's expensive to build a house. And I think that other people have wondered, is it possible to take more of an active role in a way that's realistic if it means that we can save money on building a home and you're here to say that, oh yeah, it's possible. In, in fact, uh, you, you've got a kind of a method for how you teach folks how to do that. Yes, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> and now you're in they, beautiful St. George, Southern Utah, uh, where I can imagine is just a huge real estate boom right now as of when we're recording this. Yeah, we are in the riptide zone. So everybody that moved out west to Oregon and California, um, they didn't like it anymore. Now it's riptide coming back into the inland area. So mm, yeah. All right. So let's. Is so is it possible to uh, be your own general contractor? Yeah, it's called owner builder, and just about every state in the nation allows you to do that. There are some provinces, cities that request or ask for a general contractor, either as a consultant or to manage the project. But for the most part, 99% of the time, you can be an owner builder and build your own home. But I don't teach people how to throw a hammer, 
pour concrete, dig in the ground. I teach them how to replace the general contractor who doesn't do any of those things anyway. Most of them um, would subcontract about 85 to 95 percent of the work out. Oh, sure. So by managing by, by managing your own build, you're you're saving that 10 to 23 percent of the total cost to build a home if you didn't build it, which is the subcontract, which is the contractor fee. That's incredible. Wait a minute. Blah, 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 blah. Lest someone think that you just threw that number out there, a uh, 10 to 23%. Let's do some math on that. Let's say we're talking about like a $300,000 home, right? Times right. 0.2, 20%. That's $60,000 that you don't need to finance. Of course, on a 30-year mortgage or a construction loan, right? On 60K, you're paying a lot more than that. Uh, right. That is a potentially huge, huge savings. Yeah, and it can actually go even higher than that sometimes. I know builders that are charging 23 and 26%. You just don't know because you don't really know what's in the contract. And so <clears throat> what it is, is, is a, it's a training in construction management. And if you go to college, most construction management courses that you take are really structured for commercial. And so a lot of the people that build residential homes that are general contractors, they come up either through one, maybe two trades, they suddenly call themselves a general contractor. And just because you have a general contractor license doesn't make you a good contract or construction manager. And so I try to teach people that here's a, here's a process, here's a flow, here's what happens. You really need to find some land. I have checklists along the way, okay, let's go find some land. Here's the checklist for home site selection checklist. We want to check the elevation. We want to check, is there access to power and water? Okay, now we need a geotechnical report on this land. We just don't want to buy in the dark. What's 12 feet down? We may not know. Let's get a geotech report. Let's ask the home, the seller of the land to pay for that. Anyway, there's a process that you go through and a lot of people want to ignore the process. And if you go through the process correctly, you'll have less room for hiccup, less room for overcharges, less room for budget mishaps, what have you. And a lot of the, a lot of owner builders just don't, they don't know that process. Um, this, I, I would be nervous to take over this role because I would think it's going to be, I'm going to get way over my head. I'm going to be completely, here, here are my three big objections. I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get way over my head. There's, I, I'm, I feel like I would be being naive to think that I could be able to handle something like that. That's objective objection. Number one, objection. Number two uh, is that I just don't have enough hard skills to be able to do that. And number three is the subs are going to hose me over. <laughs> so help, help me out. There's the, if you, are making money, better money with your regular job than building a, being an owner builder, you should hire a general contractor. Mm -hmm. Hire a contract, a general contractor is there for a specific reason to do what you don't have the time to do and to do what you would, you don't really are going to make as much money as doing what you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And so I teach people, you don't want to jump into it willy nilly, but there are a lot of people out there where it's, it's, it's no contractor and owner build or this, or they don't get the home they want. I deal with people all the time. I deal with, I have three students in a program right now that are building multi-million dollar homes. Wow. Three students right now. And they're in the 800 
an, an above thousand dollar home. And why are they doing it? Well, the general contractor fee in those particular areas is north of $175,000. And so if, if they have the time, which is really the key component, yeah, I've got the time I work from home and I can, I can be on a site, you know, a couple hours a day. It's not a problem. Cause I, I can, I can be, I can fluctuate. So it's like taking a, a side job for six to eight months for $175,000. That's the way people look at it. And they can get the home they want, they can get the finishes they want, or they can have a savings on uh, less cost on the overall budget, you know, 30-year mortgage, that kind of thing. So it becomes a factor for either people that are building a big home or even a, a person who wants to build the most affordable home they can. So it's it's not for everyone, but it is for a lot of people that this is the only option they have to get into a home. Is it um, is it incredibly challenging to work with subcontractors? And like I always envision, like you know, the general is just going to look out for me and see things that I might not be able to see. That that would be why I would think that they would do what they would be doing. If your design is simple, straightforward. And if you go through this, the, the, I teach people how to read people. I wrote a book on how to read people. And it's the first book to that teaches you the three people you don't want to hire. <laughs> and they, they, they tell you what you want to hear and they're bad news. One of the things I teach students is there's quality, time, and cost. And if you make cost the bottom line thing on your decision for everything, mm-hmm. you're going to run into problems. So you look, bids that come in, concrete co- uh, comes in. <clears throat> And one of them is like $9,000 less than the other two, which are mm-hmm. kind of $9,000 more. If they go without bottom one, they're going to they're gonna pay the price every time, especially yeah. when it comes to really sensitive issues like concrete. I'm dealing with a client right now that I'm actually building their home for them. They're really neat people, but they wanted me to use their concrete guy. I have not used a different concrete guy in 14 years. I go, I, this is risky business for me. I've never stepped out what I know works and what I've hired for all these years. Foundation problems can be really yeah. expensive because <laughs> they wanted they wanted to go with someone that was about nine thousand dollars cheaper, and I go, "It's gonna you're gonna pay for it." And right now they're paying for it, and because uh, I've been on it left and right, but he wasn't square in a couple of areas, and the spot footings. That's why you and I were talking before we started meeting today. Yeah. I'm making a move this spot. I have to do a lot of management. I have to babysit it left and right to make sure they get it right. I can't yeah. just say, oh, yeah, that's John. I know John. John will get it right. And he, get, he does get it right, but these people didn't get it right. And so I have to manage it even more. And it, that's where it becomes costly. If you're making cost your bottom line factor every single time, that's when you start making mistakes. Yeah. Uh, how much time does it take? Because it it also, I think there's, you know, this thinking that, well, to be a general, I need to be on the site the whole time. Or I need to be, you know, I need to be there, you know, at least three hours a, a day on site, you know, kind of like supervising. And I don't know, right? I, I, I guess I just don't have enough experience, but that's my impression. Yeah, there are times when you need to be there and there are times when you don't need to be there. Yeah. When they're when they're doing the excavation and you only need to be there when you're getting the final level of excavation. Yeah, that's good. During concrete, you want to make sure that you've got conduits in there and the rebar in there and you want to make sure things are square. And when it's poured, it's good. During framing, you're going to want to be there. That's the one subcontractor that you're going to want to be there almost all the time because uh, they can give you different features, different options. Like 
client just walked in today says hey hey i got this wall can we move it and then create a bench i go yeah but can i do it this way go yeah and so they they can they can create new value to the home during the course of that framing if they're there but if they're not and that framer has questions they're probably going to make their decision but it may plus if you've got a designer that didn't get some things done right like like have a designer that i'm dealing with a plan and they had elevation windows on the outside elevation but the inside ceiling was below the window mm -hmm. and so you wouldn't see the window so i had to come up with a quick fix uh to make that work and so if you're there you can solve for, for some problems mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and even answer some of the things you want when they have questions. How long does it take generally on average to build, you know, let's say just like a kind of a standard, you know, maybe 200 to $300, $400, uh, $400,000 house? I mean, I, I know uh, we're talking different parts of the country. That's an, an yeah. entirely different house. <laughs> but but it, you know, it depends on a lot of factors. If you're in a very, very, I'm in a, I'm in probably the, uh, the construction heaven of the of the country right now yeah. because our weather is mild all year long, right? And so we we can we're building all the time. If I'm in upstate New York or Maine, you've got a window of opportunity to get it yeah. get it built. And yeah. if you don't get it done in that time, you're, you're you're in trouble. So about I can get a home done in about four months if it's a mm -hmm. con, it's if it's a production build. If it's a high end custom home, it's six months to twelve months in that range, depending upon the complexity of the home. But the more complex you make that home. The longer it's going to be and the more complex it's going to be. I just put a video out on my YouTube channel where I said, if you're going to build a home and you want to keep it streamlined and really simple, don't have multiple wall height changes. I'm, I just came from a home, a build we're doing it right now. They're framing the, the trusses. I have 11 wall height changes. So it's a very, very wow. modern home. Yeah. And so that makes it complicated. And so just because you can be an owner builder doesn't mean you want to jump into the highly complicated. If you can keep it simple in a Rambler, a single level, three bedroom, two bath, uh, maybe a porch on there, that's easy to manage. But when you start getting complicated with your 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 uh, you know high end, all these different elevations, that's when you can run into some problems. You've never been through that process before. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the reason I wanted to grab you, Keith, for this, um, you, you produce some great content. You help people. Um, and, and there's different levels that, that you personally, um, or, you know, or you make yourself available or make your content available. Um, can you kind of explain how you work with homeowners, how you help them all the different ways? Yeah, I have, I, I was a teacher for 25 years. So I just put huh. the two together construction with education. And huh. a lot of people just poo poo owner builders and look how bad their work was. And I go, somebody needs to help them. Why doesn't somebody just get up? I put a video out there, the five reasons why you don't need to hire a general contractor. And I've had so many GCs criticize me for that yeah. video. And I said, you know something, you can keep saying what you want about owner builders, but they're going to do what they're going to do because the, the finances are pushing them to do that. And so it would be better to just help them. Why don't we just try to help people? That's what America is all about. And plus, we were self-reliant at one time. Let's become more self-reliant. So I have three courses. One's a starter course. It's it's really affordable. It's on the website at How to Build Your Own Home. Um, right now, it's just $15. It is going to get raised to $27. Mm -hmm. But it gives you a 5,000-foot level of what's required and how do you factor square foot cost and what would it most likely cause or cost in my area to build a home. And it has some downloadable forms. It's about 11 courses, and you can get through it in about 
oh, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then I have a self-managed course if you really want to move forward with it. The self-managed course has all the checklists, draw sheets, a ready-to-go budget in Excel format. That's design I've used it in over 100 builds. Uh, it has just about everything you need to help you organize yourself and manage your own construction process without being totally in the blind. So if when the plumber comes on board, you download, I have a couple of checklists for plumbers, make sure that it's sloping at one quarter inch bubble. And it just, it takes you through that process so you can walk on a site and kind of know what to look for yeah. and what to, what to, what to measure and stuff like that. So you're not, you're more informed than, than you could ever be. And that's right. a very affordable uh, a course right now. Then I have a GC package where they can, I can consult them through the entire process. Oh, nice. Nice. I don't take uh, too many of those. Though. Overall, they're still going to save a massive amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> By having you kind of in their hip pocket to kind of, because I'm looking at that one right mm -hmm. there and where you'll kind of help with the uh, personally phone, text, email support throughout the build. That, mm -hmm. That's really great. Yeah. Um, boy, this is fantastic, Keith. And and uh, I would imagine, do you, have, um, do you have any videos of like success stories or uh, happy clients? Yeah. I started this about a year and a half ago and I was building a custom home up in Park. I was making posts on Facebook. I just said, oh, let's create a site called How to Build Your Own Home. And I started posting things, just little pictures and short little videos. Yeah. And I had a student contact me and says, hey, can I come talk to you? I'm, I'm just down south from you, but I'm going to be building in Oregon. I go, sure. And they said, can we hire you? And I never thought about it until, yeah. okay, well, sure. I don't, I don't want to charge too much. And so I helped her out. And during the course of helping around, I started creating the program. Yeah, <laughs> I started, I uh, says, I'll tell you what, I'll draft up a checklist for the next thing. And I'll draft up a checklist. And I kept perfecting them and perfecting them. And now I have, um, GADS about 340 in the starter course and about 140 students in the self-managed course. Mm. And I'm, I'm consulting about seven in the, in a actual G general contracting yeah. as a consultant. So it's growing. Your it's, YouTube channel is fan. Your Keith, your YouTube channel is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm just looking right here. I mean, there's, I think, looks like about 70, 80 videos alone here, um, where you deliver a lot of great content that people can kind of get a feel for you and and your teaching mm -hmm. style and so forth. Um, and again, so your website is howtobuildyourownhome.com. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, this has been fantastic. Anything else? No, no. Uh, I one thing I do that the piece of advice to tell everyone yeah. is they keep asking, "What's it going to cost to build a home?" Yeah. And that starter class really helps people out because it's really relevant to your market, to your area, your environment, what kind of subcontractor you have available there. And I kind of walk them through that. That course would be very helpful for people if they really want to dig into it. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Keith Kelch again. How to build your own home .com. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, if you've loved hearing everything on this episode, please share this episode with a friend. People need this information. You and I together can change lives. I recommend taking a screenshot or hitting that share button, post on Facebook, send a text, wherever you hang out most. As always, if you have any specific questions or something you'd like to hear me talk about, you can drop me a comment in the podcast feedback. Write me on my Facebook group. Just search Savings Angel. You'll find us. Or you can call the super top secret podcast hotline only for people who get to this far into the podcast uh, episode. Do they get to hear this super top secret phone number? Give it a call. 
407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'm going to answer your question, write you back with your permission. I might even share your question or story with others on this show. With that, my friend, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you for listening.